Welcome to A Couch Divided Podcast, where secular psychology meets a Christian worldview with Dr. Robin Hall and Nick Thomas. All right, Nick, sit back and relax. And if you can't, we need to talk about that. (laughs) Prepare to be couched. Welcome, everybody, to A Couch Divided Podcast. I'm Nick Thomas, sitting with a very lovely and sweet, capable young woman, <laughs> Dr. Robin Hall. It sounds like you're introducing me on a dating show. Yes. <laughs> capable. She's capable. And so now, Robin, suitor number she one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right. Who's behind door number one? Well, hello, Nick. Good e- good evening. It is a fine, soft evening. <laughs> An elegant meeting. Everything um, is quiet and calm. <laughs> yes. I'm abandoning like a babbling brook outside. Um, yes, everybody, welcome back. We're so glad you are with us. Um, what about uh, housekeeping stuff? Yes, if you go to uh, couchdivided.com, mm-hmm. um, you can see all of, uh, all of our episodes listed there. You can catch them on your favorite podcatcher, iTunes, Google Podcast, uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, all of that stuff. You'll see the links on the website to there as well. Okay. Um, if you go to the website, if you feel compelled uh, to, please partner with us. Um, you can click the donate tab um, at the top uh, of the page or can find uh, a spot to donate at the end of every podcast as well. So if you go and click on the podcast, you will see a spot to donate. Yes. Um, and please, we uh, we appreciate uh, those donations. Uh, that we've for- gotten so far. Yes. Oh yes. My goodness. Oh, it's been it's great. So humbling. And it really does help us. Um, what I loved what you said before, keep the lights on. Yes. Right? <laughs> it helps us keep the lights on and also creates Believe it or not, creates time for yeah, us to new, edit and new put content. Some, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so we do. We definitely want to be, it. yeah, producing as much as we can um, because we love doing this. Yes, we love doing this. We love all the comments that you've uh, given yes, us as thank well. You keep them coming. Um, rate us, right? Go and go to iTunes, please, or on whatever podcatcher you use, and uh, review and us. Rate us. Yeah. Um, follow us, subscribe. You know all that. Jazz. Yes. If you're listening to this, please go to iTunes, comment, yeah. leave five stars. If we think it, you <laughs> we deserve five stars, uh, give us five stars and comment. That boosts us up at the top of the charts, and maybe we can get this and we thing get some rocking. more exposure. Yeah. yeah. So, but for all of our listeners. Uh, our audience that we have now. We love we thank you, guys. you for hanging in there with us. Mm-hmm. We thank you for uh, for listening. I especially love the ones that are saying we're binging you guys. I'm, yeah. I'm, we're glad to enable your binge, your healthy binge. <laughs> right, a good binge. <laughs> and uh, we're just so appreciative. That is so weird. Well. You, I'm so glad you guys aren't annoyed by my voice, like to the point where you won't binge. Yeah, sh- shout out to Her Theology Podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. A podcast based off of it in Australia. They gave us a very nice comment. She's the one. Uh, that said that she was binging. Oh, 
well, we love you. And she's like, well, let's give them some Aussie love. We love our Australian listeners. Oh, my goodness. So shout out. It's so, so much fun. Yes. yes. Um, awesome. Okay. Any more business stuff? No, just go to the, the, the website, donate. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We, we love you guys. Keep comments coming. Email us. Whatever. We love your um, topic ideas, too. Yes. And we are so excited about our recording schedule for yes. the, the end of the year. And then we have some super cool stuff planned for season two. So stay a tuned. couch divided season two. So yeah. stay tuned. Things are getting exciting. Yeah. I'm so. You'll see I'm a really lot more excited. stuff. Right. Yes. I guess I'm biased because I'm super interested in this stuff. But. Right. And it's our, you know, it's yeah. your podcast. Right. As exactly. Well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick. So what are we talking about tonight? What are we analyzing tonight? Well, we just did an episode about Halloween, uh, but in like well, matter. Well, yeah, Halloween-y type stuff, Yeah, right? like a little entertainment episode. We hope you like that one. Yeah, it's, it was really it, fun. Yeah, it was something out of the norm uh, that we just tried. And we hope you liked it. But then in that spirit, uh, we also wanted to talk about, you know, the holidays. So Thanksgiving and Christmas come up, at least in, here in America, we we celebrate Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, we know um, our Canadian listeners, they have um, a Thanksgiving too, but it's not the same day. Yeah, it's not the same day. Like, I, I don't know why I want to say November 1st, but I could be really wrong. And October I 29th. Really have... I really have no clue what Australia does if they yeah. do anything. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But, but um, for yeah, anybody outside of the United States, um, this is obviously going to be through our lens. And we right. are located in a little state called Arizona. Right. The little right. U.S. of A. So. Right. Um, yes. So the holidays. Um, we thought uh, it would be good and interesting, hopefully helpful to discuss um talk about and work through some of the psychological phenomena that seem to occur around the holidays. Right. Um, so I, yeah, I guess that's like a really good place to start. Um, a lot of people, uh, at least in the United States, um, go through, I think what has kind of been like, colloquially referred to as ho the holiday blues mm, right 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 um so yeah so what do you know about that nick have you ever experienced any shift mentally emotionally as you like come into the season of the holidays sure sure um as far as my personal experience goes yes i mean really we're going to see loneliness and we're going to see anxiety expectation uh about the holidays all of that my personal experience and i guess we're going to call it the holiday blues uh, here <laughs> is that and and every you know i've mentioned this in a lot of podcasts you've mentioned uh this in a lot of podcasts i do come from a drug background uh, and highly promiscuous background where i've hurt a lot of people as well um, but I always remember the holidays, even uh, from my past, even when I was doing drugs. Uh, the first two years of my walk with Christ was really recovering uh, uh, from that mentally. Sure, there was a and you know, like very physically, recovering. yeah, exactly. So physically uh, recovering, mentally. Um, uh, mentally, hearing voices and all that stuff, the anxiety, um, you know, temptation and all of that mm -hmm. around the holiday season. When you're watching your family and you really can't acclimate to the environment that you used to be able to acclimate to, mm -hmm. uh, like the holiday season does take it out of you and it creates a depression. Okay. And and that's kind of what I experienced. And it always, you know, it always generated a thought of, you know, past mistakes that maybe I have made around the holidays as well, like sure. fighting with family. 
So um, there, you, have regrets, an, like, yeah. you have an association with right. events, things that happened during holidays. It's that during were holidays. Negative, right. Uh, you know, like I remember before Thanksgiving um, dinner, uh, I couldn't eat unless I was high. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm like, uh, and as they're preparing food, I'm going uh, to the corner to the park nearest the house to go get stoned and so I can come back and eat right. kind of thing. And so um, now I have a holiday where I don't do that. Let's just say that that first two years, you know, that I'm recovering off of all of right. this stuff. I remember those things. Right. And Newly I, sober. Right. right. And, and the devil's right there to say, remember how much of a loser you were. Have you changed that much? Uh-huh. You know, and so all that stuff. Now, that seems very tame. But when you're dealing with all of the other anxieties from coming off of a lifestyle that you no longer live, it's just one more thing to punch you in the face. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And and so I, there's a lot deeper context uh, in there as well. Loved ones that you've hurt in the past that are no longer there uh, anymore. I'm not talking about passed away. That They just don't want any association right. with The you. relationships yeah. don't exist anymore. They don't exist anymore. And around the holidays, they did. Uh, and now, now they don't. And so it's like yeah. now you have regret. And now you're, you know, you, you know, you... There, there is just this air of nostalgia in the United right. States throughout the holidays. This, right. it's family centric traditions, uh, tradition, all that. right? Yeah. Tradition, memory making. There's a generational aspect to it because families mm-hmm. come together. You, lots of people travel, right, or welcome yeah. people into their homes. There is this very nostalgic element or now- feeling societally here like in our culture around i would say like november-ish through right now i'm uh, glad i experienced the things that i that i experienced in that way because it could have gone the opposite way it could have been a a day of resentment towards my family uh, as well because of what i did in the past um because we didn't get along but luckily with christ there's reconciliation yes so the hurt and the sorrow yes it it was it it came from the residue of the past right but it didn't hyperize in the opposite or unhealthy way where there's resentment where like oh now i gotta go to christmas and deal with them or, right. or now i gotta hang around the family which i know a lot of ex- uh, people experience as well yeah. so i mean it doesn't always have to be you know despair or or depression or a lowly feeling it could be now you know uh ir- resentment ir- and like, hatred and things or like irritability that. Yeah. right or irritability yeah, yeah. yeah I, right. I think that's a better word uh, to describe it yeah or, and pr- like probably not even realizing what you feel irritable about or like what right why right. you're you know cranky um okay well that and like i'm so glad that you shared that experience um oh believe me it's deeper but then that's the broad strokes right right um uh because i like you touched on a lot and i think it give like it gives us a good look into kind of the cornucopia to use a holiday theme word of different things that can go on um as part of the like sin residue Right. right the sin residue being all of the aftermath, the effects, right? We can repent and we are forgiven. Praise the Lord, mm-hmm. right? Um, but that doesn't mean the consequences from our sinful behavior yeah. or our sinful like thought process, that's all there. I mean, we were just talking a few moments ago about our friends and I'm like, you know, like, my friends or the people that I hurt in the past, their last image of me was when I hit rock bottom sure. and when I hurt them and they don't understand regeneration and they don't understand the new creation 
and how much I've changed. They only remember old Nick. Yeah. And old Nick hurt them. Right. So why would you go back to somebody that hurt you? Right. I mean, really, I mean, it's a normal response. Absolutely. Um, you know, I don't hold that against them. No, but it, um, it grieves you. Yeah. The loss uh, grieves you. Because there is regrets. Now, Paul says we we have the spirit with no regrets. And sure. I, I think that means in the way that we've been saved. Not that we don't struggle with things from the past or regret the things that we did. It's sin. If you hate it, then you're going to regret that you've done it. But um, I think, yeah, and I'm not, I actually don't, I'm not like trying to, read anything into the text because I don't know but to me like this this like not having a spirit of regret means acknowledging that what Christ did for us on the cross Mm -hmm. is enough yeah is enough and and that it was finished there exactly that I don't need to continue in punishing myself for something that Christ atoned for and when I do that I am actually saying that the atonement isn't enough yeah exactly God's sovereignty led you up to that moment Mm -hmm. he has ordained everything from beginning to end and I will argue that till the cows come home kind of thing i've reformed you you know us we're calvinists we understand the control uh, of god the sovereignty of god but we also know that he doesn't delight in sin right and we hold no regrets to how he's shaped informed you and brought him up uh to yourself at that same time you're right the atonement is sufficient we don't hold that spirit Mm -hmm. of regret and so around the holidays those tend to inflate yeah and i experience them i think to a lesser degree now that I'm more mature in Christ and understand Christ, or maybe you've uh, just had some time to practice it, it, it's shifting yeah. your 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 gaze a little bit. And this is actually the art of, if we can call it an art, an art of picking up your cross and, sure. and suffering. Now I fail in a lot of ways, but in these ways of that those stinging memories from the past, or those regrets from the past, or the sorrows, you fill in the blank, whatever it may be. Um, learning how uh, to suffer with Christ and, you know, and, 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 and growing mature into the shape and mold of Jesus Christ really does help. And well, we're going to talk about that a little later. Well, and now too, like as a believer, your suffering actually has meaning. Exactly. So like it doesn't have to, even, even when it does feel like an endless, fruitless, futile experience, Mm -hmm. whatever suffering you're going through. Mm -hmm. It's not. Right. Your feelings have nothing to do with what is factual. What's right. factual is what God tells us. Right. And he tells us that it's working a peculiar peculiar glory. Right. Okay. So he also tells us that we draw near to him in suffering. I love that word peculiar. Me too. It's you know, it's, it's a peculiar glory. It's out of the norm. It is away from everything that is. And it should be yeah. mysterious a little bit. And because we serve a peculiar God. Right. Now, when I think of peculiar, I think of always unique. suspicious. Yeah. Uh, suspicious. You mean and, unique. Yeah. 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 But totally is, and completely unique. But, you know, the reformers described it. He's peculiar. We have peculiar redemption and everything because he is unique, because he's holy because right. he's utterly not you right and and to have that rock you know a, a god without a, that's immutable around the right. holiday seasons when these and again fill in the blank with these emotions to have that rock that have that unmutable uh, immutable god never changing that you can actually grasp onto uh, that is not a total wreck with you. <laughs> right, right. You know, right. Um, when you're a hot mess, he's not a hot mess. Yes, exactly. Which is great because 
it not only gets you through it, but gets you through it with purpose, meaning, uh-huh. and insight. Yeah. Uh, to where you're actually better off um, um, than you Would, ever were right. before. Yeah. God promises yeah. to work all things Amen. for good. So, um, yeah, I that like I love that the our conversation just took us there. All glory to the to the Lord. It's um, all about sanctification for me uh, when I uh, when I start thinking about these well, things. Well, yeah, okay. of so. course. So yeah, so the holiday blues. It is at least here in the U.S. a very um, at least I think in pop culture, like it's an acknowledged phenomenon. There's right. you know, and I did a Google search um, while I was researching for this. Uh, there was lots and lots of you know articles that came up, local, right, right, national right. articles that came up, um, and you know lots of different theories and insights and things into it. Uh, you know what is it about the holidays specifically that increase um, negative psychological right. experiences right. or can anyway? Um, and there, there's really a lot to it. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, confession: We actually. Um, recorded quote unquote the first 30 minutes of this episode right without actually recording it yeah so this is our second run through um we hope we hope we've improved <laughs> i think we have this this time around um but believe me we were digressing we were <laughs> totally it was a little scattered so we start talking we're gonna about go Albert ahead einstein. and say you're welcome <laughs> yeah you know i was talking about einstein at one point nick and yeah. i both suffer with really serious adhd and yeah mine was lit legit on point which is a a topic that uh <laughs> oh, yeah. that was suggested to us to yes do, and we yes. are that is on the calendar. the list yes um we can't wait because both of us struggle. Okay. Um, anyway, and it's not a joke. I I'm laughing at myself, not yeah. at. Yeah, I mean, we're the doing it right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so one of the things that we talked about in our first unrecording of this was right. the seasonal affective component involved in the holiday, right? Right. right. Uh, for us, so um, we have two major seasonal affective shifts each year right. that impact our psychology or mental health right um one in the spring like beginning february into march mm-hmm. we've heard of march madness oh yeah before basketball you know yeah i've heard of the basketball thing yeah but i didn't know it actually stemmed from <laughs> what you're talking about yeah, um yeah. i actually don't know for sure that it does um i, that I would, hope it's not just ironic that would be like a really easy google search but right yeah march madness anyway that's what I am making the association with, I, with, I believe there's a historical um, relevance to there right. too. But um, don't quote me. Don't set me in stone like the Ten Commandments. Um, I could be wrong. But yes, and the second one occurs, or well, I guess the first one, February, March, the second one is in the fall, right? So end of September through October into November. And it's related to the days being shorter and longer, right? As right. we rotate. Um, I feel like there we could do like a whole science lesson. But anyway, see, seasonal effective, like impact, right? Sensitivity is an extremely real thing. Right. Um, there, you know, for those of you that don't believe that it's true, um, go work one full moon, which is a little bit different, but one full moon overnight in an emergency room and you will be a changed person. Hmm. Um, 
it's extremely real and it's not new agey. We are very influenced by our environment, the physical environment. Think about how genes are even expressed, right? right. We have a genetic blueprint for something. Our environment and our interaction with it is what deci- like determines what genes are going to be expressed, right? Mm-hmm. All, of course, under God's sovereignty. Mm-hmm. So um, it's extremely real for those people who are like naysaying about it. Don't listen to them. It's mm-hmm. very real. So we typically tend to become more depressed or experience a depression in mood, right? Like a, um, a lowering of our like baseline in the second shift. Mm. And then we see an elevation of mood mm. in the springtime, right. right? So as the days become longer, mood lifts. And as the days become shorter, it it decreases. Mm. So that's the general flow of it. Um, and that's extremely real. There are some people that... Um, geographically this impacts them so intensely like alaska yeah um in the winter time you know they're like a couple of hours or an hour of daylight in some places the higher north you get mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. um and then in the summertime you know you have almost 24 hours of sunlight the sun never completely sets right. at points right so um those things impact so, you so weird uh, yeah i know so weird any yeah. if any we have any listeners in alaska or who have been there yeah, we would like? love to talk to you about your experience and, and maybe it's just normative for you but we're in arizona we well have i'm sure you night. acclimate yeah. to yeah. it um but even in uh geographical regions where there's a lot a lot of rain like uh, like chronic chronic isn't the right word but lots of cloudy cloudy days people are impacted by that mm-hmm your mood is impacted by your exposure to the sunlight. In fact, if you're feeling really depressed, go put on a tank top and stand outside in the sunlight for two minutes and Mm. you will have more vitamin D than you need for the day, especially if you're in Arizona. So little tip. Um, But yeah, that's definitely a a part of this for some people, right? Mm -hmm. And I think some people are more sensitive to it than others. Mm Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't notice any shift right, happen. Because yeah. it seems completely absurd for, you know, the, the, the you know, the individual person to even think about these things. Oh, sure. it's, it's wintertime, so I'm feeling low. Yeah, I mean, you right. just never. But. Oh, you mean not everybody does that? I, yeah, not I, everybody does that. That's like yeah, the filter yeah. I use. I yeah. use filters like that. Oh, really? <laughs> well, I mean, because you, you're learned in my, the subject. Yeah, my, my brain is trained to think that way. But, you know, I, I noticed that, you know, about myself because I'm not just dealing, you know, with an environment change. There's a lot of things from the past that maybe I don't recognize that I'm dealing with until that environment sure. change. Right, right. And then you have inflation in those things. You know? Well, yeah. right, like a bubbling up, right? right or right. something that was previously um compartmentalized or you know nicely tucked away right or managed at least you know to it's not anymore it's for weird. whatever reason the new environment cues and it's time yeah it's time for it's, it to come up it's weird i mean when things start shifting in your environment start to maybe a little notice a uh, little things about yourself that you were ignoring before and uh, yeah. or at least that's kind of my experience in that yeah yeah, yeah. um so that, yeah seasonal effective shift that's definitely um, a component for some people. Uh, I also think that um, there's a <clears throat> we talked about like in the fir- our first attempt at recording <laughs> this episode. There's a a cultural in the United States an expectation around the holidays, um, uh, expectations around the holidays that I think really influence people. Right, right. So um, the expectation that it you're going to spend 
you know, you're going to be with family, you're going to be with friends uh, or with loved ones, right? That you're, you know, your chosen family or your blood family, both um, memories, tradition, um, uh, you know, as Christians, hopefully right, celebrating right. like what the, the occasion marks for us, right? right. Um, and please don't send us a million things about how Christmas isn't really related to Christ's birth. Like, I don't, I, I'm not here for that discussion. Christmas on our calendar celebrates Christ's birth. No one believes that he was born on December 25th. 25th. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, it's, you know, there's just a lot of, like we said before, nostalgia. Um, this picture, um, the picture that comes to mind is like a, a cabin, like a um, a little wooded cabin with plaid furniture and um, what I wool blankets, right? right. Um, fuzzy, comfy wool, like mohair type, not like scratchy. You're creating wool. a Kodak moment in my mind right, <laughs> right. now that I wish I and was a in. fireplace and a Christmas tree, right? right. And um, somebody is either like singing a carol while somebody else plays a guitar or there's a music in the back. It's just this whole ambiance, right? right. Um, for us, snow outside, we know anybody south of the equator, it's the inverse of that, right? right? right. Um, but for us, we have a really strong paired association of Christmas and snow. Right. Um, so all of those things like come together to create this kind of cultural expectation that like you should be in somehow engaging in activities like this. And when that doesn't happen for whatever reason, um, there's a disappointment that occurs. Right. Uh And I think, um, you know, that disappointment ranging to all the way to despair, right? Right. Like that's like a wide spectrum of, of reactions that we can have. I mean, especially um, maybe, uh, towards the leadership of the house, maybe towards the male of the house, um, you have to provide. If you fall short to uh, the standard of which uh, you want to obtain, the goal uh, to give gifts, mm. uh, to make your kids uh, uh, Christmas happy, but you're low you know, on funds that year. Maybe you just lost your job. Um, things like that. Sure. Uh, failing to meet those expectations and, and feeling that you just – hindered either growth in your kids or they're going to look at you like oh you you know you you failed us or something like that Mm -hmm. uh which hardly ever happens but um as far as you know um the response that you think that you're going to get hardly ever happens oh um you mean when you give a gift well it's like when you fail to uh to meet those expectations you you fear the other ones are looking at uh, upon you or looking down upon you and that does well, or you don't want to disappoint yeah like you, you don't want to you disappoint can't, you like feel like you're failing because you've failed in your mind or in reality to provide what it is that you want right. for your for your kids for your family for your friend whatever whoever now it is. families can be pretty understanding uh, in this generally um, and families can also yes, be really not but, understanding but so. we also understand the other part the sinful nature of that yeah. part uh which brings us you know like uh, you know uh, we were talking about resentment towards family and, and uh-huh. even having or to estranged do this. family yeah. or um in t- relationships that have been like you said entirely lost or cut off right 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 um for again whatever reason for whatever reason um yeah. people that are separated not by choice like deployment or jobs are keeping them you know from coming home um the the pandemic Oh my gosh, oh, you yeah. know. Um yeah. how Can- many people like was there a person on planet Earth that wasn't impacted 
by right. that through their holiday season at least a little bit, right? Yeah, and if you can see the air quotes that I make it, or the experts are telling you not to gather, oh or maybe you can gather, or no more than three people, or four people, and if you do, you kill granny, or uh, all that stuff. I stopped listening to that so Yeah, long me ago. too. Um, you just live your life. Anyway, Please yeah. Please live your life. Um, like, <laughs> to live as Christ, to die as gain. Yeah. Do not fear don't fear. Well, all these, be smart. Don't be stupid, yeah. and don't be afraid. Well, you are called to have a spirit of faith, not a fear. Well, to keep it the theme of the show, I mean, it's a couch divided. I mean, ten yes. years from now, we're going to be counseling people who are, oh yeah, you know, affected, oh, yeah. directly affected by this. Well, era. and so, <laughs> I mean, people are impacted right now. But what I what you're saying is, we haven't even begun to like understand yeah. the long, long term effects yeah. of this. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think. We it, it would be foolish for us not to acknowledge that it has altered, mm-hmm. impacted, right? right, influenced in lots of ways and different ways for different people. Mm-hmm. The experience of the holidays, lots of people did not like. There was no family gathering, right, right. for lots and lots of people. Um, so yeah, big, definitely a big deal. Um, I think another thing that you like touched on with what you're the example that you gave was the like financial burden right right, that it can bring um to people wanting to out like feeling pressure stress to outdo one another with gifts gift giving having a lot of people to buy for um hosting dinners or breakfasts or whatever meals for a lot of people a lots of people doing it multiple times right the stress of organizing your house like all of that stuff there's lots and lots of things Uh, there are like more first world problems like that right and then there are legitimate like how are we going to eat you know problems so um but i definitely think like financial pressure becomes really like heavy right throughout the holidays um and you know for the people that can't like not always but feeling bad badly shame guilt you know because you want to be able to do something mm-hmm. but you can't um yeah i think that's a, definitely a big one um another thing that i think we would be um like it's important for us to acknowledge and mention is the influence that social media mm-hmm. plays you know on people's perception right um experience of the holidays right right? um it's already prevalent throughout the year that you know when you look at social media and you see people's instagrams or facebooks it looks like they have the perfect life now you know it's a lie you know it's a lie because no one is going to put up their depressing days well it's not even necessarily (laughs) a lie it's just not the full picture exactly i mean it's not a complete like it would be like taking one data point and basing you know all your theory your hypothesis on it it's foolish right? right everybody has struggles everybody's stressful but it it's almost like we're just going to put the good a psychological yeah. reflex right yeah. when that's all you see right because most people aren't yeah. posting the like piles of dirty laundry yeah the, why would you uh-huh. um and so you take a look at that and if you're in a moment of depression loneliness or whatever the case may be emotionally you're like well they have this life i don't have this life and so, therefore, something must be wrong with me. Um, or, you know, fill well, in the blanks. Well, I mean, I don't even know that it had, like, that it, well, I do think it, it, it uh, like, escalates to that point. But I don't know that there's always any conscious awareness, like, sure. awareness. Yeah. But, like, what it does is it shines a light 
on the fact that someone else has mm-hmm. something that you want, right? Right, right, right? And you can that can become very quickly sinful, right? right. It can manifest as envy. This is what coveting um, can do to co- your mind. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um it, not that it does always, right? Like you can look at like Social media is also a great place to go and see amazing stuff. Right. Like, I love everybody wearing matching Christmas pajamas and, like, it makes my heart glad, right? Right. I also understand that for somebody who doesn't, like, isn't going to be with their family or doesn't Mm. have one for whatever reason, might look at that picture in a bittersweet way. Yes. Right? A very bittersweet way. Um, Or a bitter way. Um, And... uh, it's really important that we are not permitting ourselves, that we don't permit ourselves to look at the pictures, you know, of the lives of our friends and family, the people that we know and the people that we don't know, like outside of social media and covet and envy what they have. Mm-hmm. Um, that mean, it's, in, it's just sinful. Right. It, and um, th- this was something that we, said you know in our failed recording the our first recording but and i think it's really important at the very heart of that of that covetousness is the essentially the proclamation that you are not you don't trust what god has said right um at what he said is you know that he promises to withhold no good thing right? right right um he promises to work all things for the good of those who've been called right um those things are true regardless of how i feel about anything yeah right, right? as a believer you know the, the, those feelings you know don't show you reality <sighs> mm-hmm. uh, whatsoever this is and now and what i'm saying is that i'm dissatisfied right. in god like it's not a, he's not enough right. um and so and this is what the true meaning of um through Christ I can do all things right? right I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me Paul was talking about being satisfied whether he was with with or without exactly uh, whether he is hungry or if he is full kind right. of thing that he has learned the secret to being content yeah which the secret it, to joy the secret secret to contentedness right, right is sa- utter complete satisfaction in the lord in Christ, with or regardless yeah. of circumstance mm-hmm. right yeah. and that's the true meaning it's not a vander holyfield putting on a robe <laughs> right before he goes uh, in boxes that he can do all things through he had that on the back yeah, of his yeah. robe and i'm like yeah but you also might get punched in the face uh, <laughs> right and that's not what that verse right means. right it, misappropriated it, yeah it really is about satisfaction now how do you obtain that because you can't just read the verse and go oh okay i can do all you know and it is a belief it has to be founded right. like i believe that verse well, but then what is it what you know how do you do that and and of course these times do sometimes test us in that nature do you fully trust god are you steadfast in thinking about him um can you do that um in what ways right. uh, uh, do you um uh, do you obtain these things? Right. And, well, and are you like, are you praying for that? Yeah. That should be your prayer, right? Mm-hmm. Like the whole cliche, God doesn't give you more than you can handle. Mm-mm-mm. God doesn't give you more than he can handle. <laughs> and I have some like pretty upsetting handle, news. He can handle everything. He can handle literally anything. Yeah. So it's not a, it's not about you. Right. It's just, it's not. Um, now, all of that being said, 
it, you would be like not human to see people having things that you want and not have an impact like from that experience in some way, mm-hmm. right? But you get to decide and manage whether or not you're going to allow it to become sinful, right? It's don't don't let yourself covet if it's a if it's a temptation for you, like a strong strong one. Stay off social media, you know that like don't don't um put yourself into the middle of the lion's den if you have no interest in seeing lions. Well, I mean, as a Christian, I mean, we understand that. I mean, it's Ephesians 1 verse 11. In him, we have to obtain an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who are uh, were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. Um, and I love that you know, that part where it says having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works out uh, all things according to his will. He is working all, all things out according to his will in real time, decreed before the foundations of the world, and he works it out. And it says according to his purpose. Now, when you, we look into the Greek, it actually says it, it's almost uh, the word elicits um, the kind intention of God. I think James White just preached on this Um uh, during Reformation, um, uh, during Reformation Day, and that he does have a kind purpose for right. the things that you're going through. Right, that is very hard to believe in because right. if things are tragic, you're like, what's the that's really what's the kind right. intent? Yeah, it's so easy to believe that on the hills, and it's so terribly hard to believe it in the valleys. Right, um, and that's sanctification, guys. N- like none of us do this perfectly. We don't, right? right? But we strive to be better more yeah. and more conformed to Christ's image. Have you ever counseled somebody and you're giving them the advice that they need and you realize that you're needing to repent oh my <laughs> as gosh. you're giving them the advice? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> because I, as I'm reading that verse and even as James White uh, preached uh, that verse and I go, oh, I am so. <laughs> yeah. I, and, and the fact that God still considers me because I know that I'm in his son mm-hmm. actually is sometimes – the point that he wants me to get. Yeah. <laughs> I did not leave you. Yeah. I did not forsake you. Regardless of how you feel. I know you have a little wicked heart. Mm-hmm. I love you. I've died for you. Right. I mean, these are things that belong to Christians. They right. don't belong to unbelievers. They belong to Christians. Right. It's our inheritance. Exactly. And this is something that counseling cannot give you if you are not a Christian. You right. don't understand these things. Like I said before, my friends, my past friends, whom I wish that, that would come to Christ, um, uh, that their last memory of me is, you know, crappy Nick, yeah. you know. Um, they don't understand regeneration or a new creation or uh, they don't understand why I had to deviate and, and dissociate myself sure. uh, uh, from them. Uh, I wish they would come to Christ. I love them. I miss them. Uh, but they don't understand regeneration. We do. Yeah. And so for people who are giving wise advice and counsel, whether it be in psychotherapy or just a brother to a brother or a sister to a sister or a pastor to a sister, remember that if they are born again, there is a load of hope Yeah. with inside that. Ultimately, the resurrection of the dead, one day your tears will be wiped away. And I don't care what season it is, that is the hope. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we, you know, I, I don't even feel like this is qualifying it. We very much understand that it's much easier to know these things, right, than to believe them and put them yeah, into you practice. Yeah, you got to work them out. Yeah. Um, and if you're struggling with it, 
like just take take it to the cross, take it to God mm-hmm. and ask for his help. Well, I mean, look at um, cognitive behavioral therapy. They'll give you a list of things to think about in your situation so you can rearrange your thoughts so you don't feel the way you want to feel. But does that come all of a sudden when you uh, receive that new advice? You have to practice it. Oh, yeah. It's the same like with thing anything. within Christ. He yeah. says to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, mm-hmm. to be transformed by the new, uh, renewing of your mind. He was rewriting minds before anybody got a Nobel Peace Prize for, right. uh, before it. Yeah. It is the rewriting of your mind. And e- even in these situations, yes, we have to rewrite them. Also, we have a purpose in our grief too as well. And when you need to grieve, grieve. And when you need to cry, cry. Right. And when you need to be sad, sad. If you need to be angry, be angry. Just do not sin. Right. <laughs> do it all to the glory of God, right? With you glory. remember through all of those experiences that you have a hope that yeah. – I mean, nobody else has. Right. That you have only because you are called by God. Amen. Right. Um, So that's actually grief. Um, I think grief uh, is another thing that kind of rears its ugly head um, Mm -hmm. during the holidays. Um, Not that, especially for people who are um, grieving, you know, coping with traumatic loss, traumatic Mm -hmm. bereavement, like, I've yet to hear of a bereavement that wasn't traumatic, but there are um, there are deaths that uh, violate our expectations, right? Like when a child dies, right? That's not supposed to happen, right? Mm-hmm. The supposed to is really important for us human beings. Um, we rely on that, mm-hmm. and we shouldn't be. We need to be relying on Christ, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, he's the only objective, unchangeable, like you said, immutable. Mm-hmm force entity thing everything else does right so you like placing building your hope on anything else is building your house on sand right um but grief um so uh personally um i i really think i shared this in the much ado about self i think you talked to me about it anyway i can't remember if i have shared with you guys yet um if i have forgive me for repeating myself um, but my dad died in 2016. In we did discuss this and much ado about okay. stuff. Yeah. It's a great episode. Go back to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, listen, listen to it. Um, so, uh, he died in February, February, um, 8th of 2016. Um, which I mean, right at the beginning of the year. So we had like a whole year of first holidays. Right. Right. right without without him. Him. Yeah. Um, and, uh, significant dates, Especially uh, the first year without someone who is very, very like significant and important to mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. Um, is it's a roller coaster. Um, and gr- grief is a, a fickle mistress. Right. Um, each year, you know, he died in 2016. It's 2021. We're about to be in 2022. Um, it didn't happen yesterday mm-hmm. anymore, um, but it absolutely still impacts me sure. um, and it changes every year. You right. know, Father's Day, his birthday, they affect me differently yeah. each year. Um, but I definitely remember that very first Thanksgiving and Christmas without him. Um, and actually, my mom and sister and I, we were so disinterested in staying home for Thanksgiving, like the three of us. That's interesting. Yeah. We yeah. left. We actually went to um, 
we went to San Diego. To, we stayed on Coronado. My dad was born in San Diego. Okay. So um, we ate Thanksgiving dinner. So it was kind of in remembrance yeah, of him. At going the Hotel his, Del. Yeah. Right. And I think it's none of us had the yeah. energy to cook anything. Yeah. None of us wanted to be at home. You know, we were very stir crazy. Sometimes there's a lot of really anxious energy that comes along with grief. Right. Um, you know, the same you react the same way to a to a loss, especially traumatic loss that you do to any other trauma. All of the PTSD symptoms man can manifest just like in yep. a car accident or a rape or anything. So it's exhausting. And holidays, especially uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas here in the United States, with the emphasis that's placed on family. It's like shining a light on the fact that that's not there, yeah. right? You don't have any other choice but to remember and be extremely aware that your person mm-hmm. isn't there with you anymore. So, um, yeah, the holidays for a lot of people, for a lot of bereaved people, I think um, can carry a bitterness or for me what it is now. And it wasn't this way at first. Um, but now it's definitely like a, a bitter sweetness. Right? right. And it bitter in just that there is a sourness to my dad not being here. Mm-hmm. I wish he was. Right. You know, I, in, in, in my walk with Christ, I've always heard that I've heard that word bittersweet, uh, more so inside of Christ than I ever had before. Because I, I don't think I had a worldview that was able to appropriate bittersweetness. Like, I wasn't able to find the good in anything. Sure. So nothing was going to be sweet. But then, <laughs> you know, you think about, you know, Israel uh, getting saved out of Egypt. Yeah, okay, that was sweet. But the bitterness came with, what, their sin, their fear, their idolatry, uh, generations being wiped out before they went into the promised land. There is always a bitter sweetness even inside of the salvation of Christ. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that it's bitter. It's all sweet. Well, the but we salvation, right? Yeah, we experience the bitterness because we're wrestling what? With sin. the old self, the sin mm-hmm. uh, that we're being sanctified from. Um, and um, so, yes, we're going to have these natural human attributes to us that we experience. And yes, they are normative. And yes, you're not alone. There's a lot of people that are experiencing these same things, uh, these same things. But what's great about God that he is personal and he is near you and knows exactly uh, what to do Mm -hmm. in these situations. And it always seems to be the same remedy for everybody, but it always presented in the, the way that you will need it. Uh-huh. Um, and that, that that's your personal time yeah, personally with Christ. Tailored, personally tailored. Yeah. I mean, uh, we can only give you a, the advice that is objective. Um, and of course, God is objective. And so the advice that we're giving you, you need to hear. But then that personal application will come through prayer and worship. And you will see. I mean, <laughs> can I tell you a story that's kind of on the side of this, but in relation to what I'm talking about, um, is that um, I was going through some trials um, and I just, you know, I was so nervous about my vocation and my calling in life and really dissociating myself from, uh, from prayer and worship because I was just, I was thinking I was crazy and, and my walk with God wasn't going right. And I was constantly fearing that I was falling down and, uh, that I was dissociated from my, uh, away from him. Um, and, uh, all of that, it was just a kind of a season. But then it was weird because I heard a debate uh, with James White and Michael Brown about unconditional election. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I bring this up is because it was just an Arminian and a Calvinist debating about the, uh, you know, uh, 
uh, the cross. Uh-huh. And Michael Brown looks at James White and goes, well, how do you know that you're the elect? Which there's full assurance of how you can obtain yes, that knowledge yes, yes, in yes. scripture. But James White gave a very simple answer. And he goes, I have to believe that I know my Lord now more so than ever. And I'm even tearing up as yeah. I'm hearing that is because I realized that I did know a lot more about God than the first day I've ever right. uh, been. And I go, oh my goodness. And then all of a sudden the promises of the gospel come back. I'm hearing a nerdy geek mm-hmm. theological debate and I'm on <laughs> my face after after oh, yeah. James White said that, like that. Yeah. repenting. That's the person personal thing. Yeah. It came from an objective statement, an objective truth applied to myself in such a way where God, I mean, just, you know, you never know when the spirit's going to hit, right? I mean, it, you know, like you can know the ways of the uh, the wind. You don't know where it comes from. Same thing with the spirit. Yeah. <laughs> it hit me during a geeky theological debate. <laughs> right. Uh, right. And maybe that's just because of my personality and that was God's opportunity. But like, <laughs> same thing. I mean, it, even in the holiday seasons, you never know when it's going to hit. Um, or you never know when that conviction will come. Or he knows how to deal with you. Yeah. Trust him in that. Right. Uh, trust him in the sorrow. And you may have to learn at this point to pick up your cross. And right. uh, better better now than later. So, mm-hmm. yeah. um, Right. So I think – I think it's really important to we're getting ready to do um, an episode specifically on grief. Um, so I'm not going to stay here too long. Um, but I think it's important to mention you do what you need to do. Right. As long as you aren't engaging in something sinful, do what you need to do. We like like I said, that first Thanksgiving, we couldn't be home. Yeah, we couldn't. And that's all right. Right. And that's, we, so we, we weren't, yeah. right. We weren't, but what we didn't do was, you know, run away and not honor my dad. Right. right? We, we actually, if I, you know, we incorporated his memory you into of, it more. You, you sort you know? of pressed into that. Pain. Right. You're and like, you know what? It through can't be the establishment here, of a new ritual. Yeah. Right. And, right. and, and it, I mean, not that we've done it again because um, Thanksgiving dinner at the Dell is expensive, but um <laughs> For that first year, it was healing. Yes, it, we really needed to do it, and yeah. um, so you know, be gentle and soft with yourself in that mm-hmm. way. God is a God sent His Son, right? Yeah. Okay, to die on a cross. He is a bereaved parent in that way. Mm-hmm. All right, when you are having a really hard time through the holidays because there's just no escaping the spotlight that's shown on. The people that are missing, right, or mm-hmm. the experience that you're missing, right, and you, mm-hmm. and you just miss, you know, the person, um, you know, for, that that you are grieving. Mm-hmm. Um, be soft with yourself, right. Um, my favorite scripture is in uh, John, mm-hmm. um, uh, eleven. Oh, Jesus wept. Eleven something. Oh yeah. Um, eleven thirty-five. Yeah. Uh, God, God. Who knows that he is about, he is moments away from resurrecting Lazarus, is so overcome by the experience of like the grief around him, right? Right. That he weeps. If that isn't permission to have an emotional response to something, I don't know what is, right? Your job is to learn how to manage and like keep that from becoming a sinful in any way you know we've gone over a lot of different things i think that can contribute to the like holiday blues um the the 
like the important pieces of this, I think, are it is real. Um, there are seasonal affective forces at play. Right. Right. Um, any like it's like the culture of the season itself that kind of brings emotions to the surface. Right. It kind of makes you uh, stuff that's normally like buried pretty deep or at least kept at an arm's distance is now at the surface. Um, and it, I think there is just this exposed and vulnerable feeling that come with, you know, going through the holidays for a lot of people um, and, you know, different for different reasons. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's OK, you know, to be gentle with yourself. Right. Um, but, you know, honestly, ask yourself if what you're doing, you know, are you being covetous or um are you is your focus on what you don't have rather than what you do in christ right yeah and that doesn't mean that you shouldn't experience some impact right sorrow loneliness all of those things are totally valid yeah and real there's always virtue in analyzing yourself i mean every time we go before the lord's supper in that table it says to examine yourself. Yes. So there's always, I mean, especially during that time, which is a holy sacrament, uh, especially during that time, it's great to examine yourself uh, before you go up there. Repentance, uh, if repentance is needed. But I would apply that, you know, across the board, you know, even at your house, mm-hmm. you know, analyze yourself. Is there any sins uh, that are going on in me to elicit this response? But then also, there, the reality is that there may not be, you know, any prevalent mm-hmm. uh, sins. Uh, of course, we sin every day, you know. Right. But this also allows you to be happy correctly, sad correctly, angry mm-hmm. correctly. He- healthy. In a, in a healthy. Any healthy way. In a healthy, God-glorifying, obedient yeah. way, right? Things are going to grieve you. Yes. Things are going to uh, frustrate you uh, kind of thing. Make and, you angry. And make, make you, you angry. Hurt. Um, and I've always... One of my prayers is, Lord, allow me to be these kinds of things unless it is sinful um, correctly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, that was a big part uh, of a prayer that I would uh, used to pray, coupled with the Lord, don't let me waste my depression <laughs> um, sure. kind of thing, which is kind of a bold prayer, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, really. And he will answer it, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, because <laughs> that is the, um, the motion of... Uh, learn to pick up your cross <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I had to not learn that the hard way, but you, you have to suffer learning that. Uh, but then in a lot of the ways, um, you know, it, it was self-analysis. Even through the deepest part of pain, it was always good to recognize whether or not that I had sin in my life. Yeah, of course. And because of the sweetness of Christ and that there is no condemnation, it wasn't such like, hey, you know, kid, uh, you know, as yeah. he's kicking me in the butt, like, don't do this. No, now, it, it's it should be right. More of a realization. Yes. Right. right. You, I mean, be grieved when you recognize your sin. Right. You should right. be grieved over sin. God is grieved over sin. Right. Right. But you don't stay there. You don't wallow in that. Right. Um, because Christ has paid for it. Um, I think another thing. So for a lot of people, um, I think, feel very pressured um, we, we mentioned very briefly, like to, to perform, right. Mm-hmm. To give the best gifts, right. Or to, you know, host the best parties. Um, and what I would say to that is you need to be giving in a spirit of love and obedience 
and not out of a, a, a spirit of obligation. Right. Right. So like obedience to Christ and not out of like some perceived obligation, like you owe something to a family member or friend. Right. That's not it. You know, and everything should be, uh, you know. Give, yeah. Give with a spirit of love. If you are giving in a spirit of obligation because you feel like you have to. Right. That is not it. Well, it's not even good, you know, a gift etiquette in, no. in the first place. Right. Uh, there's no heart uh, in it. But all things to the glory of God. Of course. All things to the glory of God. And you know what? Sometimes you're going to fall short of the expectations of what you want to do. Right. But you still did what you did to the glory of God. Right. Absolutely. And that counts. And, 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 and it, yes, it and does help. Humbling. Yeah, it does help when you, you're surrounded with Christians. Yes. Um, but yes, uh, we do live in the world. We're going to encounter uh, people that are not going to understand that. Um, but Christ is worth, you know, following uh, after even when we encounter those moments yeah. kind of thing. And, and we need and to remember that as well. Yeah. He, he's sweeter than any like worldly affirmation or, you know, uh <sighs> response to something is going to give you right right right. um yeah uh give it a spirit of love and out of obedience to christ not out of like you know some cultural or social obligation i mean even when christ was speaking on the sermon of the mount talking about giving to the homeless you know and i mean you know we're not giving boastfully no. So people that, uh, you know, uh, we're letting our give, uh, uh, you know, our giving be in secret so that he who, you know, sees you, re- you know, will reward you. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, and what that means is, you know, giving in secret, not not that you can't give a gift out in public. It's uh, idolatry. It's what yes. the Pharisees were doing. Like, right. look at me, look at me, look at me. And see how goes, much I'm yeah. giving. Right. And see how much I'm giving. Right. Uh, and then spit, also there's. Spit shining their own golden statue. Exactly. And then all there's, you know, also that there is, you know, the opposite. Like you want to give and give and give, but you can't. Right. Um, and so now there's the self-pity and and, and, and victimization on uh, on that. Um, and that can lead you to, you know, the sorrow. This right. is what we're talking about is, is being mindful of Christ through whatever disposition that you may be in mm-hmm. to ultimately uh, keep in perfect peace. I mean, that is the, the verse in Isaiah. Now, we've talked about this before. Uh, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all those whose thoughts are fixed on you. That's the New Living Translation, um, and uh, I like that one. Uh, but really, this this verse is connected to Isaiah. You like the New Living Translation? Well, I, I like the way it per- oh, okay. it, 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 oh, gotcha. it spells it out. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha, yeah. Gotcha. You will keep in perfect. It's sure. definitive, right? Yeah. But ESV is the same thing too, as well. You keep him in, in perfect, perfect peace. peace right? Yeah. Uh, um, but yes, it, it's talking about you will keep him in perfect peace, right? Like you have peace in your mind kind of thing. Um, but this this particular uh, chapter is connected with uh, verse or excuse me, chapter uh, 25, uh, talking about the Lord will consume death. There will be no more. And then the coming of the Messiah and then the land of Judah is the the song that uh, 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 that they're singing. And that's this is one of the verses that they're singing in here. So we know that that keeping in perfect peace is 
the coming of the Messiah, and he's already come, and he's placing enemies under his feet, and he's saving his people in order to keep him in perfect peace, you un- you ha- need to understand salvation mm-hmm. and your sanctification and the fact that there is no condemnation in there. And as always, when you think about these things, especially during the holiday season, mm-hmm. uh, this is the same remedy throughout the whole year the whole and throughout year, right. uh, the but, y- yeah. You're you're not crazy. There's nothing wrong with you because yeah. you feel more sense. It's it's real. It's a right. real thing that and, happens. And when tense situations come up, just like holiday season, keep in mind mm-hmm. that he has overcome the world. Take heart, right. because he has conquered death. More than conquerors, guys. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.